The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1 with Elevon Merchant Services. Growing your business is easy peasy with us by your side. Good morning all, Ryan Tuberty with you at four minutes past nine. It's Thursday morning, it's the 20th of January 2022. And all is good. Uh, 51551 is the text, 51551 is the text number. So good I said it twice and you can email ryan at rte.ie. Kind of nice, isn't it, hearing the Taoiseach telling us that it's all going to be, you know, for two years. Look, uh, tomorrow night at six o'clock, I'll be sitting down with my friends from the, or I say friends, uh, I call them friends, they, they would never use such a word, who I work with over on TV. And we will sit down in, in a room and we'll be having a little bit of food, you know, between rehearsals, whatever, and we'll watch the news. We do, it's communal uh, exercise almost on a Friday. And every, uh, for the last two years, we've been watching the news at six o'clock. And when the camera goes to the bottom of the stairs in government buildings, either... It was pretty much every time I, I'm filled with the dread. I wish them well, I, for two reasons. One, I hope that whoever it is doesn't slip down those stairs. That's a lot of stairs. That is a lot of steps live in front of a very, very nervous nation hungry for information. It's not easy. So good luck to you, whoever you are coming down those steps. This isn't political. It's simply a showbiz observation. <laughs> okay. Now, in more serious news then, you're going... What are they going to say? And pretty much every time they've come down the steps, it's been to say bad news. I have a good feeling that tomorrow night, when I'm sitting there eating a bag of chips, looking at that TV, I hope that the gentleman from Cork will come down those steps and will say, look it, it looks like, thanks to you, we're in a very good position today. I mean, uh, the, the eight o'clock is one thing, but... The rules, and then I'm going. Okay, great. I, I'm already planning a trip away. Maybe two trips. Maybe three trips. I'm 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 ready. I'm ready to go, um, and, and I've got catching up to do. And we all have. I'm, I'm living. I missed a, a, a very important trip at Christmas time, and I got to fix that. And you know, we'll, we'll get around it. And, and as everyone else misses things, and and then I'm going. Okay, be careful, you fool. I'm, I'm referring to myself, because anytime you've got very very excited before, a variant comes along. So what I'm thinking is. That when he says that tomorrow, that look, it looks, it looks good. It feels like we're all going to run out and put the washing out in the hope <laughs> that the drying is good for a while and we don't have to worry about it. Almost go away for a couple of days and come back and it'll be crisp and dry in the, in the air. It's like, I feel like we're running between showers. But I think this time the showers are far, far away and may not come back. And that we've all been given booster umbrellas. On booster rollers. That's a stretch, but we'll take it. And and that's what I'm ho- I'm, ho- I'm hopeful today about all of this. So let's let's see what happens. Uh, let's see what happens when those steps don't slip. Uh, come down steps. Focus, focus. And it'll be the very time, won't it? Oh, no, don't, don't. Please, I, don't, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Um, but just come down and tell us some good news because uh, it's... I mean, watching Boris Johnson yesterday throwing lumps of red meat to his... Hungry supporters in the back benches. No masks in the schools. No COVID passes. Just telling them all they wanted to hear. Everything, open everything. But what about the parties? Don't mind that. I'm opening everything. It will be fine. Boris Johnson, I think he's I think he's safe this week, strangely. I think he's got two hurdles to cross. He's got the investigation hur- hur- hurdle. And then he's got local elections in May. And if he can get to the summertime in his 
let's call him let's, if you didn't see the photo of him in his weird shorts walking along some park with his black socks and black shoes by the way that noise is the oldest chair in RTE I sit in a, it it's falling apart there's bits of it picked out of the foam of the thing and it and it rolls into a hole in, in the in the ground here so in case you're wondering what's that why, why is it why does he sound like Jacob Marley in, in Christmas Carol it's because it's it, 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 the thing is oh actually this actually come out of the, now there it is so that's what it just but you know what it's like a comfy comfy old pair of slippers it's my jalopy and I like it uh, there's madness in there isn't it when you think of it uh, I, I mean I was being mocked a little bit earlier on there's trees around the, the car park where but I tell them no, okay. 51551 is the text number and I see in good news the libraries have benefited from uh, the uh, pandemic situation and the most borrowed adult fiction books in Dublin City at least in 2021 is former guest of ours here Ronan Hessian and uh, Leonard and Hungry Paul a wonderful book uh, is number one. Uh, what else? The one, I see Colson Whitehead I did enjoy his book The Nickel Boys that's there number four and another one I loved and I've told you I was watching that documentary on Sunday um, about the Middle East uh, negotiations peace negotiations uh, so that book I was thinking about as I was watching it Paragon by Colin McCann it came into my mind and I, I, I think it was one of the most remarkable books I've ever read and that's at number seven and there's a lot of Lee Childs in there and who else is in there? Michael Connolly, of course. So plenty of uh, a crime, as you'd expect. Uh, I got two books landed on my desk today. And it's quite funny because publishers will say, to the, he will love this, saying about me too. And he will love it. And I say, OK, well, let me let me have a look. And, and generally, they're great at, at, at calling it. They'll go, this is your man, love that. And I'll, and I'll have a look. So I've got two books waiting for me. I'm just I'm nearly finished Ragnar's because it's so good. I just raced through it. Uh, Ragnar Jonasson's one which will be out in April but uh, I've read previewed a few books now that will be coming down the tracks in the next couple of months and there's great stuff ahead of us for, for our holiday reads if we can head away or home or wherever we're going it's going to be great um, funny how calendars and diaries have been so redundant in the last couple of years but I love Oshin Coughlin's tweet uh, talking about recycling as Oshin would because he's, a, he's a, fr- a friend of the earth and I mean that as a, as a compliment uh, my my favorite kind of recycling or reuse, technically, he says, uh, like this, and he shows it to a picture. I'm enjoying the fact that my 2005 Picasso calendar does perfectly well for 2022. So he's taken out his 2005 Picasso calendar, has put it on a on a table at his desk, and it works perfectly. He says it's not hoarding if you use it again 17 years later, is it? But it does beg the obvious question. How do you still have your Picasso calendar for 2005? And our friend and colleague, Paul Cunningham, tweeted a similar comment back to him saying, how many calendars do you own? He asked with concern, which he wrote himself. And uh, Oshin said that would require a trawl uh, of the archives, that is the attic. And the answer may be subject to the 30-year rule, but um, yeah, he he's kept them, he's reused them. And that is the cy- recycling the likes of which I have not seen before, but hats off. Recycled vintage shop hats off to you. That's impressive all around. Binge watching television can significantly raise your risk of suffering blood clots. So if you're sitting there going, ah, yeah, I'll just watch. I used to do this with West Wing. I'd say, I'm just going to watch the beginning, the first five minutes of the next episode. And then 45 minutes later, I'd say, 
I'm just going to watch the beginning, the tiny little bit of the beginning, just, just after the credits, just to see who's in it of the next episode. 45 minutes later, I'm just going to watch the first 1.3 seconds just to see did they take up from where they... Whenever. Anyway, you get the point. That can go on for quite some time, depending on how many seasons there are in a particular series. But uh, researchers found that there's a serious risk of just sitting there watching TV forever, you, as you would expect. Um, and the risk was about a third higher in adults who spend four and a half more, uh, four and a half hours in front of TV a day compared to those who watched for two and a half hours. And they're urging people to take half hour breaks between box sets. <laughs> the most... <laughs> Uh, like stand up and stretch, cut down on snacks. This is everything that box sets were not invented for. They, you know, they don't invent box sets so you can halfway through it going, yeah, I better do my exercises now and, and put the six pack of snacks down. But they also urged uh, people to maybe think about a stationary bike. So when you're watching Breaking Bad, you're also on the bike, you know, whatever. But people iron in front of the TV. People like to iron in front of the TV. That's that's an exercise of sorts. But scientists have known for years that prolonged sitting can cause the risk of of of, of uh, like kind of deep vein thrombosis style thing, and it kills thousands of people every year. And long periods of inactivity lets the blood uh, pool to the extremities, which can then lead to clots. Uh, same for uh, long haul airplane flights, that kind of thing. So, yeah, be careful if you're watching it over and over again. But speaking of, it's not quite a box set, but it's a brilliant series, Happy Valley. Um, they're, they're started to film their third and final, I'm sorry to say, series. Uh, and it's a BBC drama, but it's just wonderful. Um, and the Irish director, Fergus O'Brien, will be involved. So congratulations to him and well done to Fergus. Uh, I'd like to say flying the flag, which is great. Our friend from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, who was I talking to yesterday about Instagram? We got in touch because I was mentioning him on the program, and we were. He was, geez, he's, he's gas man altogether, and he was in touch a couple of times uh, to say, "I heard you were talking about me. And did you want to have a word with me?" I said, "Yeah, we do." He said, "When, when suits?" I said, "Well, Friday morning would be a bit of crack, so we'd love to talk to you Friday morning if you're if you're around." So he said, "Of course, man, I'd love to." And he's in all these different things uh, in, in in America. So I said, "Great." So tomorrow morning, Glenn Kyo live on the radio. Shoot the breeze. What's happening? And on it goes. That'll be fun. Okay, and also I mentioned um, a, a terrific document, uh, a podcast I was listening to called um, Coming Storm. And that is going to be featuring on the programme this morning because we have the man who who ran it, who ran the whole documentary. So um, that is Gabriel Gatehouse. It will be joining us live on the programme this morning. And it is such fascinating. It's all about QAnon and the conspiracy theories and and what happened. And it really leads, all roads go, he goes right back to the Clinton White House and brings it up to the Capitol Hill riots. And I think you'll be fascinated. So he's going to come on and talk to us about that a little later on. And in much more serious development. I mean, all you have to hear sometimes is the baseline. You go, <gasps> You think, oh yeah, Dex's Midnight Runners. Come on, Eileen. No, no, we're not playing that. No, overplayed song. No. Dungarees, no, uh, we're not going to play that. Of course, it is a reference to one of the one of the great kids shows of our time. Yes, 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 and go.
Okay, there's some people listening going, what, what is that? I don't remember Fraggle Rock. I don't, what, what are you talking about? If those of you who know, you know, and if you don't, you don't. So I won't go on about it, other than to say it's getting a reboot. And it was originally created by Jim Henson, who gave us the Muppets. You know, I'm a Muppet guy. And it's coming back on Apple TV+. Plus. A total reboot, Fraggle Rock, back to the rock. <laughs> uh, January 21st, and all the characters are going to be back. And 13-episode reboot is a great name, uh, great um, news altogether. And new adventures. Slightly reworked uh, sick tune. I'll have a little listen to see how much of a job they've done on it. Oh, yes. They've given it a bit of... Oh. Still has 80s vibes. That's okay, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. They haven't um, destroyed the fragile architecture around such beauty and they have maintained the dignity with which that programme should be dealt. Um, and uh, Ricky Gervais was saying, he was asked, okay, the office, US office or your own British office, which is better? Um, and people are divided on this. I've tried the US office and it just I didn't connect with me for whatever reason. And the UK office, I could watch... A lot, and I, I like Ricky. I find Ricky Gervais very funny. But he said the US, the, the British office was the best. But my accountant assures me that the American office <laughs> was much better. It made him, as he says, what did he say? That version made made me king rich. So he just uh, is admitting, look, made me very rich. So while my heart lies in Britain, my wallet lies in the United States of America. Uh, Ryan, yes. I want to take my daughter, who is having a very special birthday, uh, to go to, to New York to see Hamilton. So I'm hoping for some good, good news too. What do you think? Oh, I think you need to go online now. I need You need to book your flights and get your tickets. I think they're impossible to get. I want to go and see it too, but I think they're hard to get and they're expensive. But if you're doing it, you're doing it. Um, and do it. So if you are asking me my opinion, I'm saying get busy, get going. If you're wondering, should I go to the West of Ireland for my holidays? Go. Go, go, go and have fun. You deserve it. Um, of course, every decent Irish household held on to their iconic 2005 Picasso <laughs> calendars, keeping them in the back of the press above the fridge next to the Millennium Candle. The Millennium, uh, we are, I think my mother still has the, the Millennium Milk Bottle, which is filled with shells from beaches in Connemara, which is quite nice. Mary was on to say, um, ironing while watching television is the only reason the ironing gets done in my house. It's the most boring of all the housework. So give me a good series to binge every couple of weeks and you get it all done. Lovely. Now, um, the Late Late Show tomorrow night is going to feature uh, the Operation Transformation leaders. I'm looking forward to talking to them because I'm watching it as I do every Wednesday and Catherine Thomas. Lots to talk about, actually. That programme's kind of transformed itself. So we'll, we'll get into that tomorrow. And we'll also be talking to uh, to former head coach with Galway United Football Club, Lisa Fallon, who has also a big position as a consultant in FIFA. And she had an extraordinary career so far. Um, and she's got an awful lot to talk about. Indeed, it was a terrible, serious assault that she's going to talk about as well and how that shaped her worldview. And Eleanor McAvoy, one of my favourites and friends, uh, will be singing Woman's Heart, which I think is appropriate and beautiful for the week that's in it. But also one of my all-time favourite actors and directors, Kenneth Branagh. Uh, love him. I went to see his new movie, Belfast. It is a beautiful love letter from um, um, t- from Kenneth Branagh to his city of his birth, Belfast, in black and white, Katrina Balfe, a uh, knockout in it. And 
Uh, you've got uh, lots of um, familiar faces there. Judy Dench is in there. And uh, Kieran Hines, who I'm very fond of, is in there too. Uh, and Jamie Dornan. So lots of uh, that film is going to do big business in the awards and so on. So Kenneth Brown, I'm a big fan of Kenneth Brown. So that's tomorrow. Binge watching, says Amy. I did this exact thing last night with episode six of Dope Sick. Just five more minutes. I'll watch the beginning of the next episode for five more. 45 minutes later and so on. It's not an easy watch. Dope Sick is excellent. And it's about Oxycontin and the addiction of it. And um, Michael Keaton is such a, a f- effortlessly uh, excellent actor is in it. Um, and uh, if you haven't seen it, it's worth looking at. But you're right, it, it's heavy going, but very in- informative and very well played out. So um, I'm glad I'm glad you liked it. Um, and Mary Rose was on um, regarding sticking with the gentleman in Moscow, the book that I said that I did give up on people saying well, how could you give up on such a beautiful book it's similar to The Hair with the Amber Eyes which I did not read you have to persevere through the first 100 pages yeah no I'm 50 pages and I'm gone I'm not going to I think 100 pages is too much to ask of anyone if you're not getting it 100 pages that's a long it's like people say have you seen Breaking Bad no I've tried watching it four times and then they say when you get to the fourth season it just takes off four seasons that's four by ten episodes before I get to the bit where it takes no Anyway, back to your point, Mary Rose. I'm kind of dissing you half the way through your email, so that's hardly <laughs> bodes well for my 100 pages of the hair with the amber eyes. But I appreciate your message where you say, the rewards are truly great. Okay. In case you have a decent length of a commute, which I might ho- hopefully have soon, a book club friend said that the audible version of A Gentleman in Moscow is pitch perfect. Okay. I retain nothing from audiobooks, so I prefer to read them, says Mary Rose. But I'm glad, though, that you've resolved to follow the advice of those two whose advice actually counts. Excuse the unintended pun. Well, thank you. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm really going to have to do that, aren't I? I hear you. And uh, text says, I adored the late Jim, Jim Henson. Same here. His genius, imagination, creativity, all something we will never see on TV again. And Marion Monaghan, M&M. We have Hamilton tickets booked. Oh, good on you. For February 21st. Last October, no one was ordering them. Can't wait to see it with my wonderful middle child. 18th birthday celebration for her. Oh, how wonderful. So I hope you enjoy it uh, tremendously. Uh, keep us posted as how it all goes. I was sent a few times yesterday uh, this clip of Giles Martin, who's the son of Beatles producer George Martin. And he shared a video of George Martin, Giles' his dad, talking about meeting the Beatles and what struck him about what struck him about them and he's talking to this to this little girl little granddaughter and trying to explain to her and she's kind of you know doodling and just kind of looking into space not really and he's sitting there like the elegant gentleman that he is trying to explain a little bit to her about who they are or what they meant and it's very very sweet I'll play a little bit of it they're a group we call them the Beatles and I said well that's a silly name for a start and he said well it isn't the Beatles you think of it's Beatles with an A in it, like beat. I said, well, I'll have to hear them. And he'd, and hear them he did. We're going home. Beautiful. That's uh, two of us from the Beatles at uh, 27 minutes past nine. 
And the I mentioned that wonderful uh, podcast that I was listening to, The Coming Storm. The man who, who uh, is responsible for that uh, podcast is standing by. And we'll, I'll introduce you to him after. The real mystery, says Con- Connor in Dublin, is how right-thinking, normal, everyday Americans still voted for Donald Trump. And that's uh, well, that's, that's another podcast waiting to happen. And um, the we are a group, yes, of Eurovision Song Contest fans. Good morning. We're all live chatting about the radio show. Please give us the next song. You, your wish is my command, Eurovision Song Contest fans. So here we go. This song is, just in case you're, you're wondering, why is he playing Eurovision songs? On Friday, the 4th of February, the Late Late Show will be hosting the Eurovision, essentially, song contest for the country. And you, the listeners and viewers, will get to vote for your favourite one, along with a couple of juries. And we will select together in that beautifully musical, democratic way, the next representative of this beautiful country to this wonderful contest. How's that? Uh, And we've been playing a song every day. So today's song is song five, uh, because we played two on Monday, and it's by Patrick O'Sullivan. And Patrick was born and raised in Cork. So uh, Cork and Munster well represented here. He began singing uh, when he was 10. He was in the Cork Opera House production of Oliver in the main role, no less. And this led to him performing in various musicals and concerts all around Dublin. He was in the Gaiety, the Concert Hall, and more recently in West End. Uh, productions such as The Book of Mormon, which is obviously great fun, and The Wind in the Willows, and Dr. Doolittle, and worked directly with, with Meatloaf on the production of Bad Out of Hell, the musical. So he's also performed in Trafalgar Square to a crowd of 400,000 people. This man is no stranger to big crowds, so he'd be well able for the Eurovision uh, should he get chosen and you'll know some of the composers of this song one Mr Nicky Byrne and one Mr Danny O'Reilly and Lar Kay are the composers of One Night One Kiss One Promise this is Rest your head on my heart it's beating hair tossed in our eyes never wanna close them time to be honest One Night One Kiss One Promise One promise. There you are. That's our fifth song, and that's Patrick Silver went on Patrick and one, uh, one night, one kiss, one promise. And we will play the final song tomorrow, and you can decide uh, which one on the fourth of February on the Lightly Show Euro Song Special. I'm very excited about that already because it's going to be a big production and a fun night for everybody. So that's good news. Okay, uh, we have one more break to take before we say goodbye. Yes, yes. In George Michael's song, Praying for Time, says the text, there's a line about what was over there is over here. QAnon are here. QAnon are among us. And some newspapers have, newspapers have reported that the Proud Boys have set up a group in Ireland. Now, that doesn't come as a great surprise to me. I think there are a lot of very angry people around the place. Uh, not too many. Um, some young people just feel peeved about the world and they're drawn to things that mightn't be the best, but there they are. Uh, as you're so interested in conspiracy theories, actually, I'm not interested in either conspiracy or theories, <laughs> would you believe? But I do find QAnon fascinating. So, yes, in that one, yeah, but otherwise not really. But you, there's a book you're saying called Interlock, um, or maybe look up Mark Lombardi and his life's and interests and what happened to him. You'd be fascinated. Thank you, Anne. And that's art, conspiracy, and the shadow world. Oh, no, I don't really like encouraging them too much, but uh, the QAnon I would because it it ended up in uh, Capitol Hill, and I suppose that's why it was so engaging. Uh, I saw Belfast, says Jackie. Loved Katrina Balfan, all of them. But I adore Colin Morgan. He doesn't get much mention. He was the baddie. 
and he was brilliant. He was very, very briefly in it, but he was excellent in the bits I saw. I didn't, rec- I, I remember seeing him, God, I know his face. It's Colin Morgan. That's good. Thanks for that, Jackie. And more in, but we've got to go. Uh, stay tuned to Claire Byrne, who's standing by. Have a wonderful day, won't you? And we'll see you tomorrow between 9 and 10. Thank you for listening. The Ryan Tuberty Show. Listen back on the RTE Radio Player.